Overcoming the strongholds of the mind. Um, the principles and the tenets and even the law of the spirit that we're going to get into is something here that may not happen immediately. All of us in this house, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, repented of your sins, been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you and I have had issues to deal with, issues specifically of the mind. And I've said many times behind this pulpit, uh, one thing so that has really uh, impacted me over the last nine years of being in Florida was the things that, the things that was coming against my mind, my mind. And I'm going to share and be a little transparent here with that. But, but the Lord had to deliver me and really download some revelation into my soul to be able to teach a lesson like this I'm going to teach right now. Uh, stronghold of the mind is a lie that gets established as a lifestyle or pattern in our thinking and actions. Defined, the word stronghold means this. It is a well-defined fortress or place, or a well-fortified place, or fortress, should I say. Stronghold is a well-fortified place or fortress. The second definition is a place that serves as the center of a group, as of militants or of persons holding a controversial viewpoint or perspective. <laughs> second one is this, again, a place that serves as the center of a group, as of militants or of persons holding a controversial, controversial viewpoint or perspective. There are three sources that affects or that gives influence for strongholds in our lives as born-again children of God. Somebody say three. Three sources from which strongholds combat and deal with the child of God. There's someone, this is different than with someone who don't know God, they're already bound or they're not redeemed. So that there's a whole different dynamic that has to work there. But for a child of God and for us dealing with strongholds of the mind, these are the three sources. Ourselves, number one, others, and Satan or evil forces. Ourselves, such as with Proverbs, it says, for as he thinketh, Proverbs 23 and 7 says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, whatever we personally believe about ourselves, we will eventually come. Now, in context of that verse of Scripture, we know Proverbs 23, 7 uh, speaks about someone who's not with us. But, but still, the principle is there that as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, the evil person here in the context of the Scripture. But so is it with us. We become what we think, church. We become what we think. Thoughts become actions. Actions lead to destinies. Amen. So others, the second source, others, is, deals with life events, environments that we traffic in or that we are around that can greatly affect or influence what we believe about ourselves. Scripture that comes to my mind with that is uh, evil communication does what to good manners? Somebody have been reading a word. Corrupt good manners. Evil associations are, will corrupt the lifestyle and the godly lifestyle that we are to live. And, of course, evil and satanic forces. The enemy will use our life experiences and relationships against us and speak lies into our minds. So from these three sources, 
is from where strongholds are established, all right, and are dealt with. What we're going to talk about this morning is giving you and giving us eight, somebody say eight, eight things or eight ways of how we can pray and overcome the strongholds of the mind. These are eight laws of the spirit, laws, not just simple principles, but laws of the spirit that we, if we, if enacted in our lives, you will overcome the strongholds of your mind. Not no if, not no possibly, but you will overcome the strongholds of your mind. If you, if we employ all eight of these laws of the spirit. Are you ready? Can you say amen? All right. Number one, understand God's love. Understand God's love and who you are in him. (laughs) Understand God's love. Now, this is powerful in and of itself. To understand the love of God, saints, we have got to have experienced the ultimate of God's sacrificial love, which is Calvary. We've had to experience that as ourselves in terms of death, burial, and resurrection, the redemptive power of God working in our lives. You then become, we then become candidates of understanding God's perfect love. All right? Um, God, uh, being our father, our loving father, and we being his children, he will bring us into a place of dealing with strongholds because of his great love. And that now we're in a place that he can actually deal with those strongholds by dealing with us from the vantage point of being his sons or children of God. All right? Um, he wants us to have the abundant life. Well, we can't have abundant life if we're dealing with strongholds of the mind. So this is counterintuitive of the laws of the spirit or the workings of the things of God or the will of God. Romans 3, 23 says it like this. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Amen. So with these strongholds that, is, that are easily established in one's life, it, they have to be dealt with. And they have to be consistently dealt with. Hebrews 12, 6 and 7 says, For whom the Lord, the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons and not illegitimate children. That's powerful. So when dealing with some of the strongholds of the mind, God will deal with us who we are right then, right in the moment. And sometimes it doesn't feel very good. Sometimes it chases, it cuts right where you are living and what you familiar, familiarize yourselves and ourselves with. Amen. First John 3, 1 is also another scripture. We won't read that one. But with this lesson, I'm going to get out some, give out some key points with every law these eight laws we're going to get into are going to give us, deal, out, get, deal out some key points in dealing with these areas as well. Acknowledge, still under understanding God's love, acknowledge the love of God that he has for you as his child, even in times of correction. Acknowledge. Somebody say acknowledge. That means I've got to have, I've got to admit that, Lord, I believe you love me. I know you love me, and I receive that love. I may not act lovable right now. But I receive the love of God. I receive the fact and I acknowledge the fact that you love me. And I'm going to reciprocate my love to you 
through the vein of your word, your spirit, and my attitude. You got to be re- we've got to be receptive in the acknowledgement of the love of God. And God like a flower, you, you like the flower, and God like the, 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 the fertilizer and the water and the sun on that flower, you will begin to open up to the things of God. Like a rose, you will begin to open up and receive more of what God would have for you and, and less and less of the things that will ail our spirit and ail our soul, such as these strongholds. Amen? So number one. Number two is identify the stronghold, accept responsibility, and repent of it. Identify the stronghold, what, what it is or what they are, accept responsibility on your part, and then do what? Repent of it. This is overcoming strongholds of the mind. I encourage you to write some of these down, especially the scriptures that really hit. The first step in any recovery is acknowledgement of the problem. If we're saying, I don't have a problem with so-and-so, I don't have a problem with looking at that, I don't have a problem with going there, I don't have a problem with thinking that about ABC or this person, that person, what I don't have an issue that the first step to any type of recovery saints is we've got to admit we got a problem. I had to tell God I had a problem with my mind. Me, brother Scott, brother Jerry Scott, I had to tell God moving here. I had some problems and God quickly within four months gave me the formula of, 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 of transparency, transparency with God, Transparency with my wife, transparency with my man of God, my pastor. With God, my wife, and my pastor, I had to be transparent with them. So from that day moving to now, I have tried to follow that formula. Because my transparency has saved my soul and saved my mind. Somebody say transparency. My goodness, time is flying, flying big time. Oh, my, my, my. Transparency. So, identifying the stronghold. Accept responsibility and repent of it. This is the first step for recovery. Psalms 65 and 9. Oh God, thou knowest my foolishness, and my sins are not hid from thee. Psalms 19, 12. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. I got some secrets that nobody knows but God. But, I, but if, I, if I'm transparent to the people and to the things in which God has given me to be transparent to, they also will help me. Amen. Ask God to remove all spiritual blindness, deafness, and hardness of our heart. Ask God to show us the strongholds that exist and then wait for the answer. Wait for the answer. He will show you the answer in prayer. This is all going to be happening in prayer. Diligent prayer. Everyday prayer. Not haphazard. Not here missing a day. Not there missing a day. But praying every day. Because of the strongholds that you have in your spirit or your mind. That you want to be delivered from. You're not possessed. But you can be oppressed. Does that make sense? When God reveals or confirms the stronghold, don't shift the blame to others in terms of this is all under number two. When God reveals or confirms what it is, don't shift the blame and say, I'm this way because I was raised this way. No, no, no. Accept responsibility, responsibility, saints. 
sir, ma'am, accept it. You're that way because of you. I'm that way because of me. And God, as his child now, wants me to be, to be this way. And there's a process of getting that way. Number three, I, I got to move. Forgive. Somebody shout forgive. forgive. <laughs> oh, y'all didn't say it. Somebody shout forgive. forgive. One more time. Forgive. forgive. And accept forgiveness. That's the third law. Forgive and accept forgiveness. This is a lesson that we, that the Lord had us teach uh, in the altar working class here recently. And I felt to to teach it today in in the General Assembly. And uh, this is an area right here. This point number three, law number three, is is what can be a lesson by in and of itself. In and of itself. Forgive and accept forgiveness. This goes from, from, from forgiving people who've wronged us or wounded us to even forgiving God. our perception of why he allowed me to go through that type of hurt. And then verbalizing that forgiveness, articulating that, I'm, I'm upset with, with you right now, Lord, and, I, and this is why. But I release that because it was not you, your fault. You feel me? You've got, we've got to speak things that are already in our heart, that's plaguing the mind. And that aspect about forgiveness and accepting forgiveness is a key part of us being delivered from these strongholds. Can you say amen? Amen. As we accept forgiveness, God gives us grace or his divine influence upon the human heart to affect change or to do what's right. God gives us grace to forgive others who may have contributed to our strongholds. Matthew 6, 14 through 15 Here's a scripture on that. Unforgiveness is the only thing from scripture that we have that we know from scripture that would cause the blood of Jesus Christ to be removed from the record. And then God won't forgive us. Forgive anyone who's wronged you or wounded you. Forgive yourself. If you have any anger toward God, release it and commit yourself to trusting him. Kind of tight. This is some meat for the bones, saints. This is a meat for the bones. That unless we deal with these things, they will remain a stronghold. Our perception of God and why we were wounded in the first place can affect this step, this level three, second, this third Law of the Spirit. Number four is depend on God's Spirit. Depend on God's Spirit. As I look over this congregation, amen, there are some strong-willed individuals in this house. That's all right. There are some strong-willed individuals in this house. A strong will isn't a bad thing. In and of itself. But we. (laughs) That's right, brother. It got to be in the right direction. And the direction here is trust. Somebody say trust in the Lord. Amen. 
uh, scripture that God gave gave us since being here as well is uh, is uh, Proverbs three, Proverbs uh, yes, Proverbs uh, three. Five through ten, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will di- direct thy path. That whole, those whole, that whole stanza from three through ten gives us the pattern here. But trust in the Lord. Depend on God's spirit. We cannot defeat the enemy in, with our own willpower. That's my point here with this, this law number four. You and I cannot defeat the devil with our own human willpower. I'm not strong enough. You're not strong enough to do that. I don't care how much willpower you got. You will never defeat the devil with your own willpower. You will defeat the devil every time when you submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flat feet, flee from you. That's the book. Um, the enemy would keep coming back to, to try to reestablish strongholds again. God, when he gives you revelation and he gives us revelation, has given you authority over that adversarial attack to your mind. Even in the house of God, even at times when God, God's spirit is moving and, and, and almost tangible, you can almost feel it and touch it. The Shekinah glory is here and, and some, some mess comes to mind. Rebuke that mess and start focusing on Jesus. Amen? Depend on God's spirit. Number five is use God's word. Also with number four, let me, let me give you another scripture too. Um, I don't know if I gave you any of these. Luke 10, 19, John 17, verse 15, and then Psalms 9, verse 9. I didn't give you those, but that's under uh, point number four. Depend on God's spirit. Number five is use God's word. The Lord has shown, has really, uh, in, in prayer, in times of prayer, and I, I share this when we was passionate over there uh, to the, uh, at, the, at the campus on B-side, the Lord showed me that um, what, you, what you feed is what you will foster. What you feed is what you will foster. If we eat the word of God, what are we going to foster? The word of God. If the word of God is a constant diet throughout, not just in the morning time, but morning time, noon and at night, we are ruminating on the word of God. We are listening to, 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 to uh, uh, apostolic preaching through various apps that you can get on your phone or throughout the day, throughout the week. You, the word of God will become in you. you. You will ingest that. And so when these strongholds try to become established or that, that might be there, the strongholds will be not only mitigated, but they will be, be, become defeated and you will be victorious by the word of God. Use the word of God. Hebrews uh, 4, Hebrews 4, uh, 12 and 13 states that the word of God has power. It is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It is a discerner of the what? Thoughts and the intents of the heart. Behold, all things are naked before the word of God, before God. We can't hide from God's all-searching, all-knowing eye. He is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. He knows what's in me. So if what's in me needs to be rectified or dealt with, help me by the word of God to deal with that. So eat the word of God. Psalms 119 verse 11 is another one. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. John 8, 32. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free or make you free. Replace God's lie, replace Satan's lies with God's truth. 
Replace Satan's lies with God's truth, God's word. Your, your heart, our heart, the Bible said the heart condemn us, but God, though our heart condemn us, God is what? Greater than the heart and knoweth all things. I think that's First John. But God knoweth all things. He knows the proclivity of my heart. He knows how fragile my spirit is. We may think that we're strong, but we're really not in and of ourselves. We need God's strength to make us strong. And that comes through spirit and word of God. Ask God to show you what he says about you in his word. Ask God to show you his word, what to do and what to pray. Pray the scriptures of God by cracking open this, this, this logos and just read the word of God to God out loud. Is that all right? It's going to be all right, all right after a while. Amen. This is number, number five. Use God's word. You've got to become skilled. We must become skilled in the word of God. I feel to, to say this, uh, I said in the other class, um, there are four pillars of faith, four pillars of faith that I've prayed uh, in a number, for a number of years now in battling and dealing with this, this subject right now, the mind, strongholds of the mind. And, and I pray it now on my wife, our family, my leadership, Pastor Myers and leadership, Bishop, the leadership here. I pray it on myself. I say four pillars that I want to pass on. <coughs> that I try to pray this. I try to pray it 100% of the time, but sometimes I don't. But at least I pray it 90 plus percent of the time. Number one is uh, I pray the first pillar is uh, revelation of the sovereignty of God. In this order. Revelation of the sovereignty of God. A baptism of the agape love of God over my wife, our family, my leadership, myself, uh, sovereignty of God, revelation, uh, revelation of the sovereignty of God, a uh, baptism of the agape love of God, number two. Number three is pray for the spirit of discretion, the spirit of discretion taken from Proverbs chapter two. Uh, number four, the fourth pillar is pray for the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. These are four pillars that, that I feel like the Lord has given me as his child to share. Not only just to do, but to share to those that, that we're trying to mentor to and minister to, etc. And, and, and come into contact with, especially with the house of God. That these are four pillars that in doing so, not only that they will be saved, but others will be saved who hear us. Four pillars, the sovereignty of God. We don't have to have time. But the sovereignty of God speaks, speaks about God being in control over everything. And when we get to understand that God is in control, even when I was without God, lost in the world and unlovable, God knew when I was going through the mess in the world and sinning, and he, he made provisions for me to get out of that one day into place a place of sonship. You feel me? So sovereignty speaks about God's control even over the de demonic kingdom. I wish we had time. <laughs> and then a baptism of the agape love of God. That's not phileo. That's not eros. That's agape love. God's love. Baptize me, this body, this man, this child with the agape love of God. Baptize my wife with the love of God. Baptize my pastor with the love of God. Baptize bishop with the love of God. Everybody in, 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 in that I can think of, I pray that on. The spirit of discretion. 
<clears throat> we need that. And the spirit of the, the fear of the Lord. Does that make sense? Really, does that make sense? Amen. Um, where are we? Oh, number six. We didn't cover number six, right? Okay, number six. <laughs> Somebody said no. All right. Number six is replace your thoughts. Now, saints, my brothers and sisters, this of, of all of them, this may be the most challenging because of what it requires, all right, and the time. Replace your thoughts. Negative thoughts cannot create positive actions. Negative thoughts cannot create positive actions. The naysayer, pessimist, mm, Lord have mercy. I have, me, Jerry Scott, in my flesh, I have problem with pessimist, pessimistic type people. I do. I, I just, I had to ask the Lord to help me have a little bit more patience with them. I really do. My mom was an optimist. I was the last, I was a baby child in the family, and she kind of raised me and poured all of her love in me. So I'm just kind of this happy-go-lucky guy, naturally speaking. Uh, and so I have a problem with people that are, that are always the Nancy naysayers. And this is why I felt like I, I connected with Pastor Meyer so good, because him and I are last born. We're babies and stuff, and he has a very, you know, same type attitude. He, he's, just not a, he's just not a pessimistic type of a guy. Amen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Is that all right? Can you say amen? He's not pessimistic. He's optimist. So we connected on that level. But I say that to say replacing your thoughts of negativism is you're going to have to replace them things with good stuff. That means you got to entertain yourself with good stuff. That means you can't watch Hollywood all the time and entertain good thoughts. Uh, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just the way it is. You kick Hollywood out the house. That's Brother Scott chapter 1. But replace your thoughts. <laughs> truth dispels lies light dispels darkness make an action plan in advance of how to respond to those common things that are that are familiar with you to give you negative thoughts and 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 and, and to spurn and 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 churn up those negative ideas and those negative uh mindset ways and patterns philippians Four and eight. I don't, can't even, don't even have time to get into this one, but Philippians four and eight. There are eight things in there. And the number eight is the number for new beginning. So this is no, uh, uh, no uh, 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 secret that this, these eight laws of the spirit leads to a new beginning or a new, new, new beginnings in our lives or, or new men, new women, a new child of God or new perspective, if you will, as we employ these things. All right, learn that verse of Scripture, Philippians 4 and 8. Learn it, learn it, learn it, and pray it. Speak it out. Speak it out. And once you learn this word by eating the word and, and articulating the word, you, begin, you will begin to do what the book says. Whatever things are true, lovely, honest, just, pure. You just pop it out. It just comes out of you. It just comes out of you. Because you are ingesting the book and thus as a man thinketh in his heart, you become what, what those things you're praying. Does this make sense? You become that through the process of time. Psalms 19:14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation, uh, meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. 
Another one, Psalms 139, verses 24 and 25. I know I'm going a little fast now because of time. Psalms 139, verses 24 and 25. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Know me. And see if there be any wicked way. That word, the word wicked way is idolatry. It is the Hebrew word for idolatry. Search me is an intimate examination that you're laying on the slab of God's will and God's searching you right now. You get a spiritual physical. That's really the context. Kind of quiet. That's all right. We need this. Seriously, we need this. You pray scriptures like Psalms 139, 24, and 25. And Psalms and Philippians 4 and 8. Psalms 19, 14. And Romans 12, 1 and 2, you're going to be on the right track. You will be. And these strongholds will begin to lift off of your spirit. You'll get one victory after one victory after another. We all in this house have dealt with spiritual strongholds of the mind. We all have. That doesn't mean that we was possessed with a demon. Not all. It means we were oppressed oppressed because we are a child of God. <laughs> Number one, we were oppressed. And because when we got saved, we brought some baggage with us. Hello, somebody. And what happens is the baggage can have friends with it as well. The baggage can have friends. And that's where spirits attach themselves to baggage. That's what I'm saying. That tote themselves into where we live. Amen? So, replace your thoughts. And we do that by eating the word of God and by scriptures like this. All right? Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed. I want to bring this scripture out because of the word there, conformed. The word there, conformed, in, in Romans 12, verse 2 means in the Greek to fashion alike, that is to conform to the same pattern, i.e. one's mind and character. I'm going to say it again. That it means to fashion alike, that is conform to the same pattern, in parentheses, i.e. means that is one's mind and character. We've got to have the mind of Christ or the mind of God, same thing, and this is how it happens, by feasting on the things of God. And then by trafficking in the things that are of God's will and of God's glory. And not, uh, uh, not a, uh, um, a pacifier to our flesh, such as in times of entertainment. How do we entertain ourselves? With what do we entertain ourselves with? What books do we read? What things do we watch? What things do we listen to? What type, what type of music do we listen to? All of these things are, are patterns or form the pattern of our character, either positively, positively or negatively, negatively. And that's why we, we are a living sacrifice because I cannot allow my flesh to have its way. You wouldn't like me if I was just all flesh. Amen. You just, you just, I need to have the spiritual mind of Christ governing this body. 
Ask God to cleanse you of your active thoughts as well as your subconscious mind. Ask God to heal your soul from past wounds and lies that have affected you. Ask God to renew your mind with his thoughts and his words. Bind yourself to good actions and thoughts. Loose yourself from wrong actions and thoughts. So binding and unloosening in the same house. My God. That's why I'm taking a little time with this one. Replace your thoughts. Number seven is don't entertain lies. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> There's so much here. Um, don't entertain lies. When the enemy attacks, invades your thoughts and speaks into your mind lies, we must not we must, excuse me, we must choose not to listen and entertain those voices. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. You don't have to take, you don't have to stop and, 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 and uh, 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 take a whole hour of whatever rebuking the devil. You don't have to do that. Just rebuke the voice. The Lord rebukes you and then begin to worship God. The Lord binds you. And then begin to worship God. Pastor was hitting all in, in this lesson. When he's speaking about worship, how God cannot resist a worshiper. Did y'all hear that? God cannot resist a worshiper. He's drawn to a worshiper like a moth to a flame. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Another scripture the Lord gave me. The first one really that gave me as a nugget that I pass on to Everybody that, 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 that I try to I talk to, especially the young brothers and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Proverbs 16, verse 3. You put that up. Proverbs 16, verse 3. Commit thy works. To who? And then what's going to happen? Oh, my goodness. And thy thoughts shall be a, this was the first scripture that God gave me because I like to eat Proverbs. I like to, I just like to eat Proverbs every day. And, and so when I got to this one and I didn't initially see it in my reading time, but then God brought it to me, brought it back to me in a time of prayer. And it's like, it is impossible. It's impossible for the human soul, for the human person in terms of the mind, the soul to, to, to think wrong and do right. <laughs> it's impossible. We got to do, we got to think about what we're doing. So when you're doing right, you're going to think right. When you commit your works into the Lord, you're going to think right thoughts all the time. Well, what's always right? Praise and worship is always right. <laughs> it's always good to praise God, always good to worship God. I don't care when you're driving down the street, I don't care if you're with in laws or outlaws or whoever it may be, it, 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 worship God. When you're at work around a bunch of heathens, worship God. <laughs> when you're at the restaurant and you worship God speak in tongues Holy Ghost filled people speak in tongues you don't have to be loud but speak in tongues because that shadows the atmosphere where you are speak in tongues every day I'm, I feel a little preaching spirit come on but I'm going to resist that right now because we don't have time uh, I feel it I, I really do I'm, I'm, we don't have time don't entertain lies Ephesians 4.27 Neither give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil to come in and ransack your mind. 
house of God. You got a God that's bigger than that. Bigger than your mind. Bigger than those proclivities. I spoke, I spoke about strong-willed people that we got a whole bunch in this house right now. Amen. He's bigger. God's bigger than your will. Mm-hmm. And he knoweth all things. <laughs> I feel the Holy Ghost. James 4 and 7. Here's, his, here's the one. Here's the one. Here's the one. Here's the one. <laughs> James 4 and 7. Therefore, submit to God. When the adversary comes in, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he, the devil, will flatfoot flee from you, run from you. But it, it won't happen to you. Submit. Somebody needs to shout submit in this house. That was about 50% of y'all. The other 50% you need to say submit. I need to submit this old nasty will to God because God is the only one that can take me out of this pit of the struggle of my, of my mind. Submit. Submit. Submit under. Rank under another authority. God's authority. Rank under your thoughts. And then that voice will run from you. My God, ask God to make you aware when you are thinking or reacting to in ways that are that reinforce the stronghold. I'm going to repeat that. Ask God, Jesus, to make you the saint, not the sinner, because the sinners don't have this yet. They're going to get it when they get saved, but they don't have this yet. They don't have the downloaded redemption working in their lives, so they can't do it. Ask God to make you aware, the saint aware, when you are thinking or reacting in ways that reinforce the stronghold that you are trying to be delivered from. Mm-hmm. That's called a spiritual introspection by being inspected by God on the slab of his will. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Ask God for his strength to resist the enemy when he comes. In other words, when the enemy comes with, with uh, some ribs and you've been fasting, I like ribs. I like ribs. Many of y'all like ribs. <laughs> but God said, son, let, 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 let's let off the ribs for a while. <laughs> this is now is a time for consecration. Don't be wiping your mouth and stuff. Ask God to help me to resist the ribs. I want some of that, I want some of that pork right now, but I know it's not good for me right now. <laughs> I, need to, I need to kind of take a, take a break right now. Hello, somebody? So when, when, when the force, the tempter comes in, Tempting you with stuff that you like and you want to touch it. Because if you touch it, you eventually it's going to start tasting it. If you start tasting it, it's going to become in you. <laughs> Leave them ribs alone for a season. For a season. Y'all catching what I'm saying, right? All right, all right. Amen, amen. And number eight. Oh, Lord have mercy. I got four minutes. Fill your mind with worship, praise, and the holy things. Fill your mind with worship, praise, and the holy things. What do your library at home look like? It doesn't like, like it doesn't have a bunch of DVDs in it with from Disney and Hollywood and all that mess, or does it have some kind of spiritual books in there that you've got because you want to invest in the things of God and ingest the things of God? Show me someone who's carnal. I want to go to their homes and see what they're entertain, entertaining themselves with. Worship, praise, and holy things. When the enemy has been removed from your mind, meaning that stronghold has been, con- been cast down, 
then it must be the new life and the new perspective must become reinforced and enforced. That means that we, you must do more to enforce and reinforce this good way to becomes a part of your character versus going, being slipping and sliding back into the old way of familiarity. Does that make sense? And once you reinforce it, it becomes a way of life. It becomes a pattern of lifestyle. You do this, these, these eight things for 21 days, ladies and gentlemen, 21 days, these eight, you will be delivered. Not might, not possibly, you will be delivered from strongholds. If you do all eight of these for 21 days, don't have time to get into why 21, but something about this human psyche, the soul, that you do something un, un, unbreakable, uh, unstopped for 21 days, it becomes a, a part, not just a habit, it becomes part of who you are. Um, for 2 Corinthians 3.17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Spend time worshiping God for his love, his power, and deliverances, deliverance in your life. Remove ungodly influences from your life and your home. Clean your home up if it needs to be cleaned up. We had to clean our home. Brother Richie, uh, Brother Tyler, uh, and I have talked about God dealing with us about di different things. And he even preached about some things of what God was dealing with him about Netflix and stuff like that and, and other things. And cleaning his home up. I know it's tight. Amen. Clean up our heart. God told me when we first got here. Do this, do that, don't do this. And, and he, was, he was on my shoulder, like pressing me with some stuff. And I just was trying to, uh, trying to you know, kind of just you know, ignore it. But he wouldn't let me ignore it. Until I said, Lord, okay, what is it? Hollywood is unclean. Okay, Lord, that's it. It's, it's done. It's done. It's done. Anyway, I digress. I digress. But fill your mind with worship, praise, and holy things. Remove ungodly influences from your life and home. These affect. Somebody shout affect. The word affect, A-F-F-E-C-T, means to influence. These influence us even when we don't realize it. Thus, it becomes, there's a desensitization of the apostolic church in places where these things are not done. Oh my goodness, it's time, it's time. These eight, if we can stand to our feet. I feel the Holy Ghost here today, church. If we can do this, these eight things, Start off one step at a time. You may can't ingest all eight, but if you wrote these down and, and, and if you would like my notes with this, that's fine. Because it's not for me. It's for the church. Amen. Uh, these are some things and principles and some laws that the Lord has dropped into my spirit that I want to share with this church and share with us and, and provoke us to righteousness and let God be God by tearing down and overcoming the strongholds of the mind. Let's worship God right now. Lamb of God, we love you. We thank you, Jesus, for your word. We thank you for this lesson. We ask your God to do what only you can do, Lord God, with this church, with the remaining of the services right now. Oh, God, bless this house, my God. Hallelujah. To be overcomers of word by the word of God and by the spirit of our God. Hallelujah. Bless this house as only you can. In Jesus' precious name, let's begin to magnify God with the praise singers.